0: Fathers I really believe that the two hardest jobs that a man can ever embrace is being a husband and a father. I don't know what your vocation is, I don't know what your job is, but if you take seriously the role of of being a father and being a husband, you're going to face more challenges than you ever would in a vocation. And I think that's true for several reasons. One, it's a full-time job. It's 24-7. We don't have the luxury of saying, today, I'm going to be the kid now, I know some of you wives think your husbands do that, but we don't have the, the right to say, today, I'm going to be an idiot. It's a 24-7 job, being a husband and being a father. It's a kind of job that you cannot teach. You have to live it. How many of you had fathers who said one thing and did something else? And it caused what they said to lose weight, to lose power. Well, if it's so important, why aren't you doing it? It's a, both of those are roles that you have to live. You have to be an example Your life has to be an expression of what a godly husband and a godly father is. It's not enough to just speak it. I can't tell you how many parents I've heard say, I don't know what's wrong with my rebellious kid. I took him to church. I learned to sin at church. It's a role. It's a life. I believe, honestly, that at the core of what we're facing in our country is the results of a lack of godly fathers. You see, there was a time where it was father knows best. Now, whether he did or not, he was thought to have. And then the time came where father is an idiot. You watch TV shows and you see that. Father can't do nothing. He's a bum. And now we've gotten to the place where the father isn't needed He's just absent. He's gone. Some of it because it was relinquished. Some of it was because we thought we could replace it. But I want to tell you it is the Father's job. to stand at the door and when the lies and when the deception and when the misinformation and the blindedness comes he stands at the door and he says this far and no further you're not coming here you're not coming in my family it has to stop someplace. And the father is the stalwart that says this far and no further. There is so much information out there that is damaging to our kids, to our families. The father's job is to distinguish between what does and what doesn't do harm to his kids. And we have a culture today who the father is irrelevant even if he's there. And I know it's difficult to stand against the image of the father that's out there and then to begin to play that role. Well, you don't need me. I'll tell you something, they do need you. If you've been a father very long, and I, I'm going to, you know, if you, let me just put it this way. If you've been a father long enough to have grandkids, you've got regrets. Things I wish I'd have done with my kids. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't have, I mean, I have to think about regret sometime. But the other day I was saying, okay, Lord, I mean, what do I regret with my kids? This is weird. I said, I regret not taking them fishing more than I did. Setting up a common bonding arena. I mean, I, look, do I look like I could do Pretty Pony? I mean, do I look like I could do Strawberry Shortcake? But I regret not giving more effort to set up a, a commonality in our relationships. And we, I have good relationships, I think, with my daughters. We get along really well. If you live long enough, you're going to see regrets, things you wish you'd have done. And I want to say to you younger fathers, don't set yourself up for regrets. I know you're not going to be perfect. I know you're not going to get it right every single time. But just the mere fact that you understand how needed you are in your role and how important it is to embrace that role will go a long way towards living in that role in a godly manner and not just dismissing it. And wives honoring the father, respecting the father, Displaying to your kids how important this man is to your family will go a long way in turning their heart when the father doesn't do what they want him to do. But he does what needs to be done. When the mother says, Who is he? He's the father. He ain't God, but he's the father. Respect him, honor him before your kids, in front of your kids. There's nothing as a couple you can do that will be more important to your kids than to show your love and respect for each other. That gives a sense of security in their home. It gives a sense of peace in their home. It gives a sense of confidence in their life. I heard someone say the other day, if you continue to criticize your child, that child will not come to hate you they will come to hate themselves. And that's absolutely true. If you think they're worthless, they must be worthless. If you think they're stupid, they must be stupid. If you think they're not important, then they must not be important. Be that example to them now. Their older fathers here who have availed themselves to younger fathers. Not to say so much, do it exactly like I did. Sometimes to say, don't do it like I did. Here's what I learned from it open yourself up to that. It's the hardest job, husband and father, is the hardest two jobs you'll ever embrace in your life. This is the day we honor fathers, technically, and I can preach on one finger the number of Father's Day sermons that I've preached. This is it. (laughs) Didn't have it planned, but it just was on my heart to honor you guys, to value you guys today. So I'd like for all the fathers to just stand. And, and there's a bunch of you here. We don't have to gather around them, but I want you to just verbally, out loud, pray for these guys and bless these guys. I want us to turn the tide of the influence in our country. And it starts here with us. So, if you're a father, would you just stand up? Let us pray for you. And uh, you just if you just pray out loud, all right? Just just bless them out loud, and then and then I'll pray. Father, what a wonderful idea you had to put someone on earth to be an expression of your heart towards us fathers were your idea we thank you that in your wisdom you saw fit to give us a tangible expression of what you're like as young children forgive us for diminishing that significance forgive us for neglecting that forgive us for not embracing that reality that you put us here as fathers to be an expression to our children of what you are like in your expression to us. How you love us. How you forgive us. How you nurture us. How you bless us. Thank you for that. And every one of us in this room as fathers has failed at that at some point or another. Never has there been a role that requires such selflessness. And how eager we are to turn that and make it selfishness. Forgive us for that. Show us what it means to lay down our life for our children. Not to try to be their best friend, not to try to get them to like us. But to lay down our life and to embrace your life where they are concerned. We thank you for each one of these men that are standing here today, those that are at home. I ask you to encourage them. I ask you to give them a a seed of value in their heart of what you desire for them to be and what you see them as in their role as fathers. Protect their minds protect their heart protect them from the temptation of seeing this responsibility less than you see it pray for the wives that father you would just give them a sense of a sense of value for this man that you've made the father of their children that they'll be able to show that respect. I thank you for the fathers you've given us. I thank you for their heart. And I pray you would just encourage them and bless them, reveal your love to them and your care for them. And we praise you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I I just want to point out something to you. Uh, I, I I was raised a Baptist. Southern Baptist, to, to to be specific. And uh, Wednesday night sometimes would be prayer night. And so we'd all show up to pray. And, you know, we'd have, have a special request. And, and you remember these? I have an unspoken request, you know, which means I can't tell you what it is, you know, but pray for it. And uh, and, and then in Baptist world, we would take turns. You know, you don't pray out of turn, and this one prays and this one prays. And then one time after I became a Christian, I went to another church, and somebody said, uh, can we pray about this? And I mean, everybody just started praying out loud. And I went, whoa, you're not taking turns. You're not doing it right. And I sat there, and I thought, how pleasing that must be to the Father. To hear that, What to us is a cacophony, but to the Lord, probably a symphony of people just praying. I want you to know it's okay to pray out loud and pray out of turn. All right? And so when we do something like that, and we need, you know, we give an opportunity to pray. Just pray, you know, let it rip. Don't wait for your turn, you know. It just just pray. God'll sort it out. Okay. He he doesn't have to go in linear. He he can take it all at once. And uh I, I think the father just, you know, uh Corey Tin Boom was at a Billy Graham uh crusade one night. And of course she had George Beverly Shea and you know I think Ethel Waters maybe was another one who would sing. And then they had congregation and, and Corey Chin Boom leaned over to somebody and she said, "It's always best when the people sing." I thought, "Boy, that's cool. It's always best when the people sing." And I think the Father says, "It's always best when the people pray, when everybody just prays before the Father."